Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. We're talking today about making the best of opportunities. Making the best of opportunities. See, one of the greatest challenges I have noticed either young or old pastors is the fear that the people you minister to could miss it. It's a struggle that I've even had someone like TJ Stock one day when he was talking to his members, he said I would be foolish to think that every one of you came here because of what God is doing here. Some of you are here because it's good to go to the next church. Some of you are here because you want to do business. Some of you are here for different reasons. But, you know, people may not understand it, but I kind of sensed is what was, what bothers a true pastor that has been called by God. What bothers them at night? And as I would be, because like, for example, because I was just like she said about the bomb that went off um, at, at that country in two or three churches, the, the pastor would have to minister the next Sunday. And the truth is that what gospel have we sold to people that people would have a problem? You know, maybe God was not... The problem is that people... And that's one of the things I'll be trying to talk about today is, is understanding the character of God. One of the greatest burden in my heart is not for people to hear God, but know who He is, because there is there are times there there are times whereby someone will tell this God 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 said X Y Z and I will say don't worry about it just sit down. And at times it's a frustration for me because 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 what they are hearing is His word they have not met His character. They, 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 have, they don't know what exactly, where that word is coming from. An example is David. David said, they said that David, God is going to crucify, God is going to destroy, he's going to, he said, don't worry. He said, I'd rather fall in the hands of God because I know that if he goes hungry for a while, he, will come, he would come down. And the Bible said an angel went out and he killed people in their thousands. And David just kept quiet. Why? Because he understood the character. There's a difference in the character of a person than what you hear. So at times people say, oh, um, okay, like for example, we, when we wanted to um, get married, God spoke to me and said, you know, don't make this a loud wedding or whatever, you know, all those kind of things. And so I told, I spoke to Hannah that day, she was like, no, 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 this is what, this is one thing. And I said, it's not a problem. 
I said, just like God spoke in when um, Samson was born, I said, if it's God that has spoken, he will speak again. What was I counting on? His character. <laughs> and we went out somewhere, and somebody called and said, This is what God is saying. She came and said, I said, Character is what I'm talking about. There are times where we have, um, and you know, okay, we're, we're talking about something. I had someone. And I said, This is what God will say. Someone said, What do you mean by this is what God will say? Are you God? I said, This is what He will say. And we got to that environment, and God, somebody was in hands, and was the exact same word. Why? Because when you begin to understand a person's character, not you would come to a deeper understanding of who they are. May God grant us grace in Jesus' name. Because that's what I was just thinking about, you know. If 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 a bomb, because I, when we were, when I was serving in the north, I was pastor in a church in the north in Nigeria. And once in a pastor said, this is where you will know what Christianity is. Almost I do in the West. Because you will see a Christian, and because of their Christianity, they would not rise beyond the level in, in, in the north. But the Christianity we preach at the other side of the, of the, of the divide is that, you know, ah, as long as you're a Christian, you have to do this. And that is where the challenge comes into place. Amen. So, um, sorry, I, we are talking about opportunities. Opportunities. Maximizing opportunities. I would, you will see why, I'm, why I started off on that, on that point. Jesus said in, in John chapter 8, verse, verse 12, he said, Then Jesus said to them, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not, he who, sorry, Jesus spoke to them and said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Now, what does light do? Now, please notice here that Jesus did not say that, you know, he wasn't talking about your light. He said, I am the light of the world. So if you are following me, you would be able to access light. Now, when you are driving and you have your full light on or your fog light, is for you to not only identify potholes, but also be sure that you took the right turn. So what am I trying to point out is this, is that when, what Jesus is saying is that when you follow my light, you would be able to see hidden opportunities in your way. You will be able to understand and see opportunities in your way. But when you see that kind of statement, you will say, yes, as long as I know God, I can know the opportunities around me. But the Bible also says, now this is where I begin to talk about, about his, his character. If you go to Proverbs chapter 25, verse 2, he said, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing. 
It's, but it is the glory of kings to search it out. So that means that it is saying it is in the nature of God to conceal something. At times, people have an opinion about God, and you know what? He just keeps throwing things out. It doesn't happen that way. Again, why am I? Why did I start from that? Part? I'm talking about his character, his person. The Bible says it is the nature of God to always conceal a thing, but it is it does it also. And it is for your own glory to find it out. For example, when God created the heart that was G4 already there, nobody invented G4. But whoever discovered it is the one that people pay to get it. Why did God say that, you know, oh, there is G4 everywhere? It, see, because in his nature, see, this is the problem I challenge I have at times that people expect God to change his nature. But the problem you have about that, the Bible says, is God, he changes not. So in it is it is arrogant to expect that God will change. What God expects is that you submit to his rule. So the Bible says it is God's nature to conceal a thing and it's the glory of kings to find it out. So the, you go to Deuteronomy 29, 29. It says, it says the secret things belong to God. The secret things belong to God, but the things he has revealed to us is what you call your own. So that means that whatever you don't find out, remains no matter what you what, what as long as if you if you are if you do not like i said is that g4 has ever been they're talking about six seven with um a wife and things like that those things have ever been but when you discover them It's what becomes yours. God help us in Jesus' name. Now, Romans chapter 1 verse 20 says, For since creation, the world, sorry, since creation of the world, is invisible attribute has made it clearly being understood by everything that is made, even internal powers and the and, and, and the Godhead, so that there will be nobody without excuse. Okay. So that there will be nobody, nobody will be there without excuse. So what is this scripture telling us? It's saying that God hides things in plain sight. God hides opportunities in plain sight. But the challenge for us is to understand how to find out these opportunities. 
And this has been, I believe, it's a major challenge within the Christian fold. Because the Bible says that God daily loads us with benefits. So that means on a daily basis, God is giving you opportunities. And those opportunities are hidden, but they are hidden in plain sight. God gives you opportunities on a daily basis, but those opportunities are hidden in what? In plain sight. So, the challenge at times is how, how am I able to maximize these opportunities? One of the issues also is the way we are raised in the things of God. The way we are raised in the things of God. Now, if I go to the next slide, please. I don't know if you can see this, sorry, but I believe that you can see that this is fire coming from heaven. This is a tabernacle. Sorry, I know the picture is not so clear. But this is a tabernacle. So when God comes down into the tabernacle, if you, you can't miss it. Wherever you are, you are in that environment, you will know that God has entered the place. Does that make sense? Now, let's go to Leviticus chapter 16. And verse 2, the Bible says that, And God said to Moses, Tell Aaron your brother not to just come, not to, not to come just as any time into the holy place, inside the veil, before the mercy seat, on the heart, least he dies. What God was saying is that, when God was appearing like this, Aaron knew that God was there. But there were times where Aaron did not see all of this. So Aaron entered the place and God said, tell him I'm going to kill him. What was happening was that because there was no physical manifestation, there was nothing that looked like God was there. Aaron thought it's a normal place. And most of the time is that when people see God, they have no clue who they've seen him because they are used to experiencing him in a particular way. I was eating for Yakima one day and somebody, some, someone gave their life to Christ. And Yakima said, now that you're giving your life to Christ, he said, what is your experience? And the person said, when I, gave, when I gave my life to Christ now, I just felt this peace inside of me. And Yakima said, that's a lie. It could be something else going on. 
But the Bible says that when you, with our mouth we confess, with our heart we believe. What was he trying to destroy? Is that people have already, are already used to having a perception of God. And that is not who he is. And that is where the passion of pastors at times come into place. Is that you, you, you can... Okay, like for example, so for example, and, and Tiffany will probably be able to testify to it. You, you've been in Kiru for a while. They say that um, when they are in, in vision, they see, they see, uh, yeah. voila, voila, so you know. Yeah, it's chrome. And people will say that, Pimushin Kawala, and things like that. Have you ever had Wala before? Even though you're not going, I have not gone there before. I've had Wala before. Yes, I'm going to say, and things like that. And this woman, who's now a prophetess, was struggling. And she later came to and asked her and said, Please, everybody keeps saying that they see it, but when I'm in trance, I don't see it. And what was interesting is that most people don't see it. It is because of, you know, this is how we are told that this is how you experience God. And when you see God appear, people miss it. You know, I, I, someone came to this church a couple of days ago, weeks ago. Never seen her before. I've not seen her after that. But she's apparently she's a pastor. She worshiped with us. So where were we going? She just called me. Said, Pastor, I need to tell you this. Said, what? I said, say your service was good. I said, oh, that's good, thank you. Say you don't know me. And she said something. She said, I want to tell you something. If somebody has a demonic spirit, and they enter your services, that demonic spirit will leave. Now, to an average person, be like, oh, yeah, that's good. But my concern was, are we not maximizing what we have? Why is it that somebody would come in and not realize that anything is going on, and yet the service was as, in fact, I was still coming in, you know, that someone was a bit... <laughs> totally off the. <laughs> you understand know, what I'm trying to say? When she called me. But what I'm trying to say is that opportunities, just like Aaron knew when God was there, because when he could see the sign, he could say, Yes, God is there. But when God, when he was not seeing fire, he was going down and God said, Moses, tell your brother, I'm going to kill him. Why? Because Aaron did not see fire like, like he was used to. God help us in Jesus' name. Can I ask you a question? Let's see this picture. Sorry. Can I have the next slide? This is a picture of Jesus and his disciples. Are we together? Can you? Where is Jesus here? Can you spot him? Huh? Is one pointing? Can I ask you a question? If you were in the days when Jesus was alive and you saw a man walking with every other person, would you be able to spot him? 
So why did God come? In such a way that people just, you just saw him as any other boy with his people. I am just telling you the nature of God. Most of the time, the times you think you have accessed God is one of the things. And that one over three was really good in one aspect. The other part you don't see in the past. Now, please, when you see, the Bible says this is how Jesus will come. Sorry, I don't know if I'm, The Bible says this is how Jesus will come when he returns. Let's say this. The Bible says that this is how Jesus will come when he returns. Now, please, if Jesus came like this, would Jesus have a problem of people saying you are God? No. Everybody will say, ah, yes, I saw him come down from the sky. He is God. So why did Jesus not come like this? I am trying to point to you the nature of the God we serve. Opportunities are hidden in plain sight. How are we together? Amen. Now let's go to John. John chapter. Um, John chapter. Now the Bible says John chapter sixteen verse thirteen. Now, any version you read, except you bought your home from. <laughs> wherever um, jealousy the Bible says however when the spirit of truth comes it will guide you into all truth now it did not say it will speak to you it did not say it would show you it said it will guide you why is it important that I'm pointing to that word guide because that encompasses different avenues by which he can speak to you. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So he can show you at times, at times he would expect you to respond in a particular way, at times you expect you to respond in a particular way. If Jesus said he will show you or he will speak to you, then what will happen that you'll be like, ah, you know, I didn't hear God today. But he said he will guide you. Now, so let me just push this a bit quickly as I begin to look at the avenues by which the Holy Spirit guides or the Holy Spirit uses to guide. Now, you have three avenues. I'll just put it that way. Now, the Bible says that eyes have not seen. Um, that's um, 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 10. It said, eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard what God has in store for those who love him. Verse 10 now said, but God has already revealed it to us by his spirit. So, you have the Holy Spirit. You have different expression of it. Or the way by which he expects you to identify. You have the gift. You have the word. 
and you have fruit. Now, please, this is you cannot say I know the way God speaks to me. That is not in this level. Because in this box, gifts, you can have diverse ways he speaks to you. So that is why I did not go down into the types of gifts. So if you are saying that, ah, when God speaks to me, I know this is the hangul you are still functioning. That's why I said that most of us, one over one over three, the rest two, people do not understand how to access opportunities through that part. So I am not here to tell you that, are you dreaming, or are you having vision, or are you whatever it is. That is the one I said. Now imagine you now have somebody that is, hold, that is working on one instead of three that's available. What's going to happen? They're going to keep losing opportunities. The only one that they will get is the one they will say, ah, you know, oh, God spoke to me that X, Y, Z. And that's what they get. Every other one is lost in plain sight. Because when you look at the days of Jesus, those that Jesus said did not identify him, he never said to them that because you did not hear the Spirit of God. Why? Because he was expecting them to use the two other avenues to identify him in the past. Are we together? See, it is a blessing that you hear God. But God has never in the scriptures ever designed your life to be, to be run based on I can hear him. Why do I know? Moses was a prophet. He was one of the greatest prophets in the, in, in the whole testament. And God said, this is the book of law. He did not say, don't worry. Each time you wake up, let me just, I will be giving you fresh rema from heaven. He said, no, this is what I want you to live your life like by. So when you see people who constantly live on this lane, it's a problem. Now, Jesus was saying to them, you know, we're saying that Jesus was saying, uh, it's difficult to identify Jesus when he was alive. Now, Jesus was saying in John chapter, John chapter 5, he said, you search the scriptures, for in them you think you would have eternal life. These scriptures, we testify, these scriptures testify of me, but you are not willing to come to me. Now, what is he saying? Is that when you are reading the scriptures, he is Pointing you at the direction of who I am. But because you are not willing to read the scriptures or to search the scriptures, you are ever waiting for what is God saying. When you have, please. Learn to live your life by scriptures. You 
Learn to live your life by the scriptures. Don't. I was talking to someone recently, and the person met somebody. The person said, This person is, is spot on. I said, eh? The person said, But God hasn't spoken to me otherwise about him. I said, If you are not careful, you are going to be lost. He said, ah. he said, and he said, I've been asking God. I said, at times you think God is under obligation to talk. <laughs> That's why at times you see people have been raised in such a way that people think God is under obligation to speak to people. He's not. I'll tell you what reason why. Jesus was going, the Bible says he was praying. And disciples saw him as he was praying. And disciples said, teach us to do what? To pray. Question. Did Jesus not know they didn't know how to pray? Why did he not teach them? Because if you don't ask, you are your own. You would expect to say, ah, you know, the way you are praying, what is this? I don't understand. You are come and learn. You are your own. People who think that they are under obligation for God to say, you know, uh, when I'm going, God will always speak, Nisha. <laughs> you are on your own. And I began to speak to that I said, I understand you're a prophetic person. But if you pass to continue on this path, you would get destroyed. There are people I speak very bluntly to, depends on how. I said, because if you're looking to me as mentors, you'll be destroyed on this path. I said, this person that you're talking about, measure their fruits by the scriptures. Then later, it began to have revelations. I said, oh, yeah. Ah, see, God spoke. I said, this is the problem. I said, I said the problem was that you, you think and you would have gone the wrong path. But God will never be held accountable because the word has expressly stated what you, what, what you should do. Somebody for committed fornication, but God hasn't spoken to me about it. Really? And at times, you will continue to grow in ministry. You will continue to do all sorts of things in ministry. And God will be silent. Because as far as he's concerned, the scriptures is clear. And that's what I'm trying to say is that people miss God on so many occasions because they are waiting. Whereas the scriptures is extremely clear what it demands of you. Our God hasn't told me to fast. The scriptures is extremely clear. Now, one of these challenges is why we have a challenge whereby people hold, put their lives on hold 
because they are saying, mm, God hasn't spoken. God hasn't spoken. And they are seeing opportunities and he's passing them by. And later they head off frustrated. Ah, but God did not speak to me. He spoke already. God grant us grace in Jesus' name. Yeah. Now, one example I'm just going to share with us before I move on to the other side of it is Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16, verse 30 to 31. Now, this is the story of Nazareth and the rich man. Now, the rich man was in hell, and Nazareth was in the bosom of Abraham. No, now this is the same question most people ask. The rich man said to um, Abraham, he said, Let he said, My brothers would hear when, when they see somebody arise from the dead, when they see something mystical or something spiritual happen. He said, He said, He said, He, he, he was basically saying that, you know. Let somebody come out from the dead and they will repent because they saw somebody come out from the dead. Some of us are still in this position. If I'm on the wrong path, God will just appear. If God has not appeared yet, then I'm okay. Now, please notice what Abraham said. He said, but he said to him, they do not... If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither would they be persuaded by somebody that came out from the dead. What is the Bible saying when the Bible talks about Moses and the prophets? In the days of Jesus, what existed was what you call the Torah. That is, the, the five books of Moses and the prophets. That's what the whole testament divided into. So when the Bible says Moses and the prophets, what he's saying is that if the scriptures will not speak to them, then forget about something appearing from anywhere to convince them. Do you know the easiest thing is to say, Moses, Abraham says, yes, ah, you, are, you are right, your brothers need to repent. We will just send an angel that will just walk past them and they will say, Hey, we are the wrong part. But he said, No, 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 no. If they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, what was he talking about? The scriptures. Then forget about it. God help us in Jesus' name. Now, please, I am not saying that prophetic. Utterances, visions, dreams do not count. It's important. That's why I said, but it is one of three branches that is available to you. And God will not because of you. That's why I said that. That's why I said from the nature of who God is. It will not because of you or me. Now forget those three and say, don't worry, you can you can just you you, you can just go um Go ahead. Amen. Now, I would move a bit to the last area when I talk about the fruits. 
Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14 talks about solid food are for mature people who by constant use have trained themselves. They have trained themselves to be able to identify opportunities when they see them. When they will be able to distinguish between good and evil. See, when you, God expects, one major way God expects you to not miss opportunities is how well you have developed your fruit, your character as a person, or else you would miss opportunities. I'll share a testimony. Somebody was supposed to lead service one day. They've been waiting on their papers for a long time. And the person came in rushing. And as they came in, I just said, sorry, you're not leading service. This person is not leading service. And said, that person getting offended. The person said, ah, thank God. If pastor stops me from leading the service, then my papers are right. That week was that when that paper was released. God did not have to speak. He expected your fruit to be able to push you into the line of opportunities. i give an example again. I don't think Sayemi was thinking about the fact that he was going to lead service today. That his birthday was this week. To say, okay, let me put him inside to lead service. I didn't even have a clue. Until when we were, after he spoke, I felt God was just laying in my heart. That I am, certain things he's talking about. People who have lost and things like that. I am renewing his contract. That's why I told him to stand there. Excuse me. If he came late. Somebody else will have been there. As I have God is concerned. See, God is not, is not under obligation. And that's what people need to understand. He's not, and that is one thing I, is that the body of Christ has sold the perception of who God is to, to Christians, which he is not. Let's just look at the scriptures again. Now, we're going to look at some examples. The Bible says, do not be lazy, but follow people who through patience have obtained results. Talking about how you use your fruits when it's well developed, that you will not be able to miss opportunities that come along your way. This, this lady... Okay, sorry, let's, yeah, let's look at David, for example. Please, do you know that David was already anointed to become the king of Israel? But with all his anointing, he needed somebody <coughs> to refer him. The opportunities were coming, but he needed somebody to refer him. All the two opportunities David had. One, his father said, take the food and go and give it to your brothers. 
Excuse me, sir. I am now the king in waiting. He would have just been anointed and he's going nowhere. Because his season came and he passed him by because he felt that, wait a minute, I, I, I know what God is saying to me. God did not say to me that I will go. Did you hear anywhere that God said to him, make sure when they say to say, go and give food for your brother as you go. There is no part of the scriptures you read it. Opportunities, people miss opportunities at times and they will keep on waiting forever. As far as God is concerned, he's just because his opportunities have come. So David took the food and went. Not knowing that day he was walking into his destiny. What propelled him was not prophecy. What propelled him was his fruit. Another example of David, where David had access. This was after he was anointed. Please notice what they said about David. Please, you need to understand one thing. In the, old, in the days, in the holding days, if the king has a problem, if the king has a concern or a problem, and you want to provide solution, if that solution does not work, or if that solution is fraud, they will kill the person, they will behead the person that said is the solution, and they will behead the person that brought the solution. That's the way they shoot things. They do it even, even to the days of England. So you just don't come to the king and say, uh, sir, let's try this. If it doesn't work, that is you and your life, God. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say, please notice the reference this man made about David. He said, I know I have seen a boy. Sorry, I have seen a son of Jason, Bethlehem, from Bethlehem. Who knows how to play the next string or whatever harp? He is a brave man, warrior, and he speaks well. On that you will tell you, he is well spoken. That means that Skink, if he sees you misbehaving, he will not talk rudely to you. Because, they, because Saul was having, was possessed. Imagine if you are David and you have already been anointed. The way you speak, girl, <laughs> you know, it would change. What brought David here was not anointing. That's why the Bible says there's something in the scriptures that they call Hannah happily now. The order by which things are set. So when you look at the last thing that he said, and the Lord is with him. But he said, sir, this boy is cultured. Is well behaved. That was his fruits. The David that you see in the Bible, that was what opened the doors for him. Even after he was anointed. Melinda Gates, Bill Gates' wife. <coughs> Hallelujah. She was offered a job at IBM. But 
Microsoft just started. It was a small company. She turned down the offer of IBM to go for Microsoft. One of the things that will make her do that is her attitude towards money. If she loved the money, she said, <laughs> IBM is, Microsoft just started. IBM has been since 1911 or so. She turned down that job to go for a lesser one. She was not dating Bill Gates because he was at Microsoft in the car park. That was where Bill Gates asked out. <laughs> she would have lost out in everything by one decision. It was not that God did not present that opportunity, but because her attitude made her choose where to go. Today, she can buy IBM. IBM is almost gone now. They're just trying to, you know. See, <laughs> opportunities are laid out before people on a daily basis. But who they are makes them make a choice of where they will go. Another example you probably know, for those who know her, is Christine King. This woman speaks to, at times, you have a hundred thousand parts in the stadium. But you know when our opportunity came? She was in a church. She joined the church. And so they were trying to get people to help out in cleaning and things like that. People came for the first Sunday. Everybody did. Second Sunday, everybody did. They began to dwindle, 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 dwindle. Once it became her, I wanted to leave She was a gifted teacher. She might, God might have been speaking to her, and you are going to, you are going to speak in X, Y, Z. Oh, one day you are going to do this, one day you are going to do that. It was one day that the pastor said, you keep coming every single day. You make sure everything is done. See the youth there. They need a leader like you. And that was how Christine Kane's door got opened. Did she ever know that when we take her to be speaking to 100,000 people was cleaning the floors? I was listening to her recently and she said, the problem I have with this generation coming is that you will not be here in five years. I've been standing, preaching to thousands of people over 30 years. I guarantee you. Why? Because the way you came is different. The reason why Saul was not able to stand for long was because the way Saul came was different from the way David came. Saul came as a boss. David came as a servant. They both had opportunities, but the problem was that the foundation was wrong. Hallelujah. Another person I will just call before I. Baba Debui. How many of us know Baba Debui? How many of us know Baba Debui? Baba Debui would say something. 
You know when Baba Debe wanted to, when is to come to church. Baba Debe was, was supposed to be the youngest vice chancellor in Nigeria, in Union Lagos of Day. When Baba Debe was going to do, Baba Kintayomi had no clue. All he had was God said, on a particular day, tell every one of them that you're going to do something in church and they should empty all their accounts. And they came to church that day, Baribuya and his wife, and all the old church members. And Baba Akida we said, can you raise your offering up if you are here and you have, and you have done exactly what God has asked us to do? Nobody raised up their hand except Adibui. Adibui wanted to pull that because he was the youngest. He wasn't a pastor. He wanted to pull that. He said, no, 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 don't pull that. Just come. Baba we said, as he was coming, God said, that is the one I've chosen. He did not come there because he could read the Bible. He came there because he was obedient. People have missed opportunities in life. Because they are raised to see opportunities alone from a particular angle. I'll give you another example which you will see. Daddy. He was nobody. He was he was just there. I can remember when we were young. Hakaya would say, We be the only person left in church. My dad was not part of the 24 headers or those ranking elders. Afakaya will come down. We finish, we've been in church. We normally get to church around 6 or so. We wash the toilets. That's what me and my dad does. Then Afakaya would finish the service. They would do meeting. After meeting, we will attend to people. Then we will get, we will, we will be coming. I will be thinking we are going home. Afakaya will say, ah, Mr. Man, come over. Tell your children and your wife to go and take public transport. We are going somewhere. And we will go. They will go to the seaside to go and pray. From there to the studio. At times, one a.m., they are climbing the mountain. He did not know that God was raising him. He had a PhD, for goodness sake. He has a family. Excuse me, sir. You cannot just be telling me that um, um, I, 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 I have other things to do. Never for what. And he saw what most people never saw. Because all people saw was the flamboyance in the front. Nobody saw him. That was the day he told me. 
Baba was good and he was crying. And he was shedding tears right in front of my dad. Why was that? Because a day will come also, you two will be in my position and you'll be shedding the same tears. But people don't see those kind of things. They have no clue. Because those opportunities will come. I don't know who else, but I would have called and said, 1 a.m., we are going to, no, 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 sir. We, 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 we are quite busy. We just say, yeah, don't worry, thank you. I go to someone else. Opportunities are constantly before us on a daily basis, but people are blinded to see them. The last scriptures we will read. Ephesians chapter 5. It says, For we were born to darkness, but now light. Let us live as children of light. For the fruit of light consists good goodness, righteousness, and truth. Please look at the next verse and find out. So as you exercise your fruits, you'll be able to identify the opportunities that God is placing around you. God is daily loading you with benefits. But he needs us to not walk by by the gift of the Spirit, identified by the Word, and make sure our fruit is walked on so that we will not miss him when he passes. Any Christian that does not walk on these three lanes will have so much opportunities in life that they've missed. The thing that they think they have and looks good is just a tiny bit Oedeko said something one day. And this was the days when Adeboe was nobody. So God told him, when God called him into ministry, God told him, I want to send you to Adeboe that he will pray for you. And he said he looked at Baba Adeboe and honestly, if you know Baba, Baba normally wears this one here. You know, all those very, very old school. This is about the way we wear this He said there was nothing more than about his life. And I know where my ministry is going. God has shown me that I would be, I would be a meeting president. I'll be doing this. How, how am I going to go and meet this person? He said he began to battle and God never said a single word. He said until when, he said as he knelt down and about prayed for him. He said, as he walked out, God said to him, and I'll never forget this statement. He said, There have been so many of you that has gone. When I mean has gone, they've gone into ministry. But they failed the test because I asked them. Because they saw him as a little man then. No matter what you say, 
That is why till today, when you talk about the dean, winners will always stand next. Why? Because the, the thing that cuts them through, but it's not because when they became big men or big pastors, it was because somebody saw the opportunities and God clearly told, he said some people have seen it and walked away. They started their own ministry. They are, they are exceeding, but where are they today? Have you lost opportunities in life? Or are you losing opportunities? It's time for you to begin to find out where you are missing it. Because what I hate most, what I'm frustrated most in my life is to hand up my life and say, you know, and be frustrated and say, but I am a Christian. And God is saying, yes, I gave you the opportunities, but you chose to squander them. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.